I want to have a special edition for this afternoon, or yeah, for this afternoon. So, because I have now had two automotive manufacturer repair mechanics screw me over repeatedly, and I'm done. I'm literally going to spend my time marketing them to take as many customers away from them as humanly possible and make them my example. I'm just, I'm so nauseated. So, because aside from Peltier Nissan, who, oh, I love going over that host of things. You know, we, we talk about things that should be illegal, but, but aren't, right? Mm-hmm. Tell me how an automotive manufacturing mechanic, right, mm-hmm. can tell you they're going to fix your truck four mother effing times not do it you have now spent $30,000 lost $40,000 in effing business and it's still not fixed and that's okay and you're hosed about it make sense to you at all no yeah that's Kenworth Kenworth Stupid piece of garbage Kenworth. I will never own another Kenworth truck. When I get rid of these, it will be the happiest damn day of my trucking life. I would rather have a Freightliner. I would rather have an International than to ever own another Kenworth again. That's how absolutely disgusted I am. These people sold me a truck that could not regen. And I spent and and told me it wasn't part of the original warranty. Never fixed it, ever. Then sat there and I have now spent $40,000 at four different Kenworths to try to get it fixed. Never to have it fixed. And it's still not fixed. And this time, these lame idiots didn't even turn the truck on and take it for a drive to see if they'd fixed it. When they told my wife, who was two states away, that it was fixed and ready to go. So I'm absolutely going to make an example and I'm going to hurt them as much as I can. Because they've cost me $40,000 in lost loads on top of the money that I've spent. So guess what? I am lighting them up. I'm adding them to my list. I'm literally going to have a light up list. This is what I'm going to do. Because I'm just so sick of this crap. <sighs> Happy Friday. Happy Friday. With all of that, good morning and welcome to the Stupid Podcast on Everything, where I'm Joey. And I'm Kiki. And we talk about everything. And nothing. All at the same time by two people who are tired of people getting away with absolute lies and criminal actions. So, what do we got? How many national days do we have today? Four. Okay, I'm going to leave them to you. Go for it. Well, it's May 5th, so that means it's Cinco de Mayo. Yup. Cinco de Mayo's deeply rooted history in the Franco-Mexican War influenced Mexican-Mexican-American communities in the early years of the American Civil War. In the early 1860s, as the Civil War erupted, these communities took up the banner of the Cinco de Mayo celebration as a way to uh, commemorate the cause of freedom and democracy. And democracy. Today in the United States, Americans celebrate uh, Mexican American heritage and pride annually on May 5th. 
On June 7, 2005, the United States Congress issued a concurrent resolution. The resolution invited the President of the United States to issue a proclamation calling upon the people of the United States to observe Cinco de Mayo with appropriate ceremonies and activities. According to Jose Alamillo, okay. uh, professor and ethnic studies at uh, Washington State, Professor of Ethnic Studies at Washington State University in Pullman, a 2006 study found the more than 150 official events celebrating the day. Celebrations surrounding the observance in the United States take on a significance beyond that in Mexico. They include displaying uh, of banners and events highlighting Mexican culture, music, and regional dancing. School districts also hold special events to educate students about its historical significance. In the U.S., commercial uh, interests the day... <sighs> Commercial interests the day by celebrating... That doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. I, uh, Mexican products and services with an emphasis on beverages, food, and music. So to observe Cinco de Mayo, celebrate Mexican heritage, culture, and history. Explore foods and traditions, music, and cinema. Immerse yourself in a language and discover new connections. Uncover long-lost history and share your treasures. And obviously, share your Mexican heritage everywhere on social media and be proud of it. Well, I'm not Mexican, so I don't have heritage to share. But, you know, I do appreciate the Me- I do appreciate Mexican heritage. I really do. Uh-huh. So, I appreciate the history of the entire area of Central America. So, you know, I'll I'll celebrate today with a taco because I don't want anybody to say, "Oh, don't because you're not Mexican" or anything like that because I'm just so tired of the ridiculousness of you know there was a I don't know if you saw it there was a TikTok of a guy and I'm sure it's a bit like all over different kinds of videos of a guy who wore a sombrero and he wore oh, yeah. um you know I can't remember what it's called right now because I just don't a remember uh, yeah he had a poncho and he put a mustache on and he went around to a college and went around to a bunch of people like hey do you find this you know offensive and white people black people asking them and oh yeah they find it offensive college students oh yeah they find it offensive right and then goes to a freaking barrio and he's like, hey, do you find this offensive? And they're like, no, man, that's awesome. Thank you. <laughs> you know, you're celebrating us. That's cool. We like that. And I was like, what? Oh, that doesn't fit your narrative now. So I just, yeah, <laughs> I, I just, I, I find it funny. Just, you know, like I, man, are some of our, some of our best friends are Hispanic, you know, uh-huh. some of the people that we get along with out here are Hispanic. And I'm sure you know, we don't ask what their status is because I wouldn't ask you what your status is, <laughs> you know. So it's like, but yeah, Cinco de Mayo is, is a fun day. It's a fun celebration. But you know where I never celebrated Cinco de Mayo? In Mexico? In Mexico. That's weird. Did not celebrate Cinco de Mayo. How living out there? I was out. No, I was out there for stinking, let's see, April, May, June. So yeah, I was out there. So yeah, three months. So why didn't anybody celebrate? No. So yeah, I was there for that. But that's, yeah. No, there was no, they don't celebrate or didn't celebrate it. That's weird. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, our second day is National Space Day. So National Space Day dedicates the first Friday in May to the extraordinary achievements, benefits, and opportunities in the exploration and use of space. The goal of the observance is to promote math, science, technology, and engineering education in young people. The hope is to inspire them to pursue a career in science, especially a career in space-related jobs. Careers in space involve a a wide range of specialties. Going to space requires many working parts, and that's not just the parts that go into space. All kinds of engineers build the equipment, computers, and make the computations. 
Accountants mm-hmm. and public relations manage the books and the press. Meteorologists, chemists, physicists, and biologists analyze data, and doctors monitor the health of the astronauts. As preparations are underway, photographers and writers record the events. While we've only been exploring space for less than 60 years, we continue to learn so much. Imagine all the roles in space you can fill. We, while we've named a few here, how many more careers can you name? Do you know which one is yours? So to observe National Space Day, teachers, students, space-related organizations, groups, and agencies hold celebrations, demonstrations, and educational programs each year. The day has grown rapidly in recent years and is celebrated worldwide as International Space Day. Join an event near you, or other ways to celebrate include build a model, ro- model rocket and la- launch it. Watch your favorite launch. Is it the Hubble Space Telescope, Apollo 11, or SpaceX Falcon 9? Look for the International Space Station as it orbits the Earth. Get involved by sharing your knowledge and skills, too. Host an event and share your experiences. And obviously, share your favorite space pictures on social media. You know, it's cool. We have a NASA um, weather balloon station Uh out here. So it's like, so every time I hear that, it's what I think about. I think about the fact that, you know, we have an actual NASA station out here. Probably could find a job at NASA working out here, which is kind (laughs) of cool to think about. Yeah. Somebody says, says, hey, what do you do for a living? I could literally say I work at NASA. So, I mean, just kind of fun thing to think. I don't care <laughs> if I'm a janitor there. If I'm the janitor there, I'm wearing a janitorial outfit with a NASA outfit, NASA <laughs> emblem on it. I would literally be like, what do you do for a living? I work at NASA. What do you do at NASA? None of your business. I'm sorry. I, I can't talk about that. Literally would be my answer. Like going back in there, sweeping up. You know, it's like, I don't care. Never said I didn't. So, you know, and just like, I work at NASA. <laughs> so, but, you know, I never thought about it. I want can you see the International Space Station, like with a telescope from here? I can't imagine that you wouldn't be able to. That's kind of cool to think about. I'm going to look that up. So, so we can see if we can find it. Yeah, that'd be kind of awesome. we have an amazing, beautiful telescope we sitting do. <laughs> in the house. And I know where it is, too. Because, yeah, no. The only issue for us is that where the, all the places that we can sit on our roof... <laughs> If it ends up behind the house somewhere, we won't be able to see it because there's too many trees. But if it's somewhere in front of the house, we'll probably be able to find it. So, because that was the problem the last time we tried to look. F- uh, I don't remember what the last space-related thing is that we were trying to look at with the telescope. Mm-hmm. But I just remember it was it was behind the house, so we had to keep looking through the trees. Oh, Saturn. Ah, yeah. It was because Saturn and Mars were like really close at some at some juncture or something. Yep. Yeah. I ended up just looking at the moon for like. A whole 20 minutes because I was just fascinated because I never had a telescope like that so it was mm-hmm. like I was looking at the moon all these pictures that I see all the time and I was like oh my gosh I'm I'm looking at it like my brain couldn't comprehend that I was like this is real time I am looking at this isn't a photo I'm looking at the moon right yeah. now and it looks just like the photos like I don't know why there's just a disconnect there when you see something so often in pictures and mm-hmm. you never actually get to see all the divots and craters and everything in the moon. And then you do for the first time when you're, you know, 21. <laughs> yeah, there's so. actually you can track it and uh, you can look and see where it is and uh, it'll tell you where in the sky to look up at it. And there's plenty of people who have pictures of it from their telescopes all over the world. That's crazy. Yeah, so, I would definitely. Wow, look that, so that actually helps it. me. I just, just, just to know because there. Okay, so I don't know what it is, but TikTok decides when I'm up late at night that it is going to throw every conspiracy thing at me. <laughs> and oh so God. last night I learned about something I'd never heard about before, and I'm honest to find that you know everybody I'm sure knows what it is. Have you have you ever heard of the firmament? 
No. Okay. So, um, there was a video, and I instantly was able to debunk the video because it was so obvious AI speaking. That's the great thing. AI might come close, but you can tell when it's not really the people. Uh-huh. But it was Joe Rogan and uh, Elon Musk having a conversation, and, and Joe Rogan goes, I heard a rumor that now you're part of the Flat Earth Society? And then he was talking about the firmament. And uh, the firmament is supposed to be this belief system that, and and it goes back to, I mean, when, once I got to that point, I was like, yeah, okay, I know something's wrong. Um, the firmament is what people believe is this vast, solid dome that is over the earth, right? <laughs> and it's, it's under biblical stuff too. It's there, the firmament of the heavens and, and that, that it's solid and you can't break through that. And the belief is, you know, that it's water and they can show it. And it's like, and they show these, you know, missiles and rockets that go up and that the fact that, um, you know, we had operation fishbowl, which was a government thing. And, and I was like, so, I mean, I went deep into the stupid rabbit bowl (laughs) where I was reading about, you know, there were these high altitude nuclear tests of 1962. And as they got to the what they believed to be the firmament, you would see them looking like they hit water. And I was like, "Okay, that's that's weird. Right. And so Mm -hmm. I'm just going through all of this and I'm like, "Okay, all of this is very weird, very strange. And I'm sitting here and I'm going through all of it and I'm like, all right. And well, and, and you know me, you know, I'm willing to be wrong. I'm willing to look into things. Hey, when flat earthers first came out, I was like, well, let me look at it and see if it makes sense. If the flat earth side of things actually makes sense. And no, it didn't. (laughs) And it was like, and and everything flat earthers tried to do to prove flat earth theory was disproven. Yeah, it was. It, well, everything that they used was literally proving mm-hmm. the fact that was, the, world's the world was not round. right. So I was like, okay, so you know that there there was that, and I was just like, all right. And then, but the firmament, and so I'm sitting here looking at all this stuff, and I'm like, okay, I have to put the AI voices aside and say, okay, does this actually hold any kind of merit? And it's like, and one of the biggest arguments was the fact that they show all these NASA videos from the International Space Station that show green screen, that show, you know, um, clip, basically clipping and all of these different um, things that would be wrong if you were doing something special effects and they were showing it how, oh, look at that, that's special effects. And it's like, and I was looking at these things and going, yeah, that does look kind of weird. And, you know, and all these videos. And I was like, okay. And that, but the biggest argument they have is that the International Space Station, they have an, a quote unquote, exact replica of the international space station um in houston right Uh and of course they wouldn't be using that to film the international space station in space but we have regular people here with pictures of the international space (laughs) station in space from their homes and their telescopes and so i'm like okay that's now don't get me wrong i'm gonna look keep studying this out because like the thought of stuff like this just kind of blows me away. What is the purpose of the International Space Station? It's literally supposed to be research. That's that's all it's supposed to be in space. It's not like a, a place like I I thought that it was like they, which again I I don't know anything about it. So mm-hmm. I I ha- was under the notion growing up that it had something to do with like satellites and like they'd be up there and they could like fish sha- satellites out of the sky and fix them if they <laughs> needed maintenance. So, 
I I literally have never actually looked into what the purpose of it is because when you think about it, it's like okay, you're barely in space, you're orbiting the Earth. What are, what are you actually doing up there? And how mm-hmm. many people have been up there and are up there? And how often do they have people up there? Because, like, they'll have astronauts and things up there. But we constantly talk about how we haven't sent astronauts out and, you know, forever and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I, I feel like I hear so many contradicting statements when it comes to anything related to space. Well, and, and this is where I get it. And this is where, like, there's this one guy who is... A firm believer that we're not up there, even if there is a space a station up there or something up there, that it's not us, that we're not up there, right? Uh-huh. Um, because we spend three billion dollars a year on the space station, okay? Okay. Um, and there's no checks and balances for that money, and so his curiosity was, well, what's the point of it? Well, when you go to NASA's website. They literally say the primary objective of the ISS is to excuse me is is to support scientific research and other activities requiring the unique attributes of humans in space. <laughs> like what? <laughs> it is like the most vague descript ever, right? Uh-huh. And so that's what I'm saying is these kinds of things I I look at these things and I'm like yeah, I can see the government using that as clandestine reason to lose money, but the government lost a trillion dollars and didn't say shit about it. They just lost a trillion dollars. So if they lose a trillion dollars, I don't think $3 billion is like enough that they're going to smuggle it in plain view of the American people. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And so it's like, so when you sit there and you go, okay, so you do a little bit more digging. It's like, what are the benefits um, of the International Space Station. So the benefits derived from orbiting labo- from an orbiting laboratory or laboratory are definitely not limited to space exploration. Examples range from the tangible, such as air purification and water filtration products, a.k.a. biodome-type mentality, right? And uh-huh. can you survive in a dome on Mars type thing, which is what Elon's even looking at. You know, to the potential, um, to its fullest potential in practice, I get that, such as, you know, and even things looking at cleaner combustion engines, medical scans that are expose patients to lower levels of radiation. So all these different things that they can do. But at the same time, I'm like, OK, so why 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 do we always have people up there? And, and here's my thing. It's an international space station. Have you ever seen anybody other than Americans in there? I haven't seen anybody in there. That's why I'm so confused. Yeah. I don't know what's no, going I, on. With I don't it. know. There's, there's, there, there is some. No matter how this turns out, look. Right now, as it stands, Earth is round. Okay, <laughs> we're not in a big fishbowl, and I can go east to west directly, always going east to west, and end up where I started. Okay, uh-huh. I, until until it's proven to me otherwise, that's a fact that I can fly from L.A. To, you know, Japan, to Hawaii, or to Hawaii, to Japan, and just keep going west, and eventually end up back here. So, anyway, I just, yeah, I, I, but I'm looking this stuff up because it's it's fascinating to look at, number one, what people look at, the, the strength of what they have. Now, this guy is literally showing all the green screen effects and things like that to the point where it looks like there's, there's literally somebody, uh, one of the astronauts, right? is grabbing the cable of the harness of the other weightless astronaut 
and is moving the guy up and down on this harness that you don't see the harness for. And then there's another one where they show this woman and her hair is like this, right? But her hair is not like a heart. I'm sorry. putting my hands over my head. Her hair is over her head, but it looks like it's moosed in place. It, okay. It's not like bouncy wavy. Like she moves her head and her hair fluidly moves, which is what you would expect in a weightless environment. Right. In fact, nobody's hair moves like that. When you look at the ISS, it doesn't make sense. The hair is really the thing that's kind of getting me right now. Like, why isn't hair just moving? So, anyway, what's our next? <laughs> <laughs> um, it is National Cartoonist Day. Awesome. Observed on May 5th each year, National Cartoonist Day honors all those creative ink-stained artists, past and present, and the fascinating pieces they have created. Throughout the years, their talents bring humor, entertainment, and in, into our lives while provoking thought and debate as well. Mm-hmm. American comic strip writer and artist Richard Outcult, which is uh, he lived from January 14th, 1863 to September 25th, 1928, uh, is considered the inventor of the modern comic strip. Comic strip. At 15 years of age, he studied for three years at McMicken University's School of Design in Cincinnati. In Cincinnati, Outcult created the comic strips The Yellow Kid and Buster Brown. Outcult was a 2008 Judge's Choice inductee into the Will Eisner Comic Book Hall of Fame. On Sunday, May 5th, 1895, the readers of the New York World uh, discovered an exciting new edition in their morning paper. On the pages, they found Outcult's full-color drawings featuring a big-eared, barefoot little boy with a mischievous grin. The first color installment of the cartoon called Hogan's Alley would later become known as the Yellow Kid and was the first commercially successful cartoon icon. So to observe National Cartoonist Day, are you a cartoonist? Share your work with the world. Give a shout out to your favorite cartoonist. Enjoy your favorite cartoon and obviously talk all about it on social media. That's pretty awesome. I like that. So who's your favorite cartoonist? I don't know cartoonists. Okay. I just know. Literally, uh, there's only about a couple of people that actually like draw like little daily comics on like Instagram that I follow. Mm-hmm. One of them is a he he does family life related ones um, because it's the adventures that he's taken um, with his wife and they have a kid and they have well they have two kids now and you know I I think that's you know really cute and. You know, I just thought that was adorable. And then there's, uh, I think it's Amanda something. And she's, like, really big everywhere. Um, her stuff's gotten, like, I, I followed her back when I was in, like, freshman. When I was a freshman in high school. And uh, all of that was just, it was, it's, it's great. But, like, that's, that's it. Like, so I can't really, <laughs> I can't really choose one. Because I, those are the only two people that I like know are cartoonists that I follow. But as far as and like as far as like cartoons in particular go, like animated cartoons, I I could not pick a favorite. It would be impossible. I love so many cartoons. Like right now, the girls are super excited because the Powerpuff Girls is the original Powerpuff Girls is on Netflix. Oh, nice! And so we've been watching that in the mornings. And, you know, they've been super excited because, like, this is, you know, my childhood. And there's mm-hmm. Kim Possible that I watched when I was younger. And then, obviously, Blue's Clues is half, you know, live action, half cartoon. Like, so, it's like there's a bunch of things that I watched growing up, even mm-hmm. down to getting older. There's and things still that you be- watch now. Yeah. <laughs> it's like even down to getting older and still watching old things and, mm-hmm. like, or watching things that, you, you watch know. watch Dilbert. 
Yeah. That's Scott <laughs> so Adams. So it's like I watch a lot of things that are animated, and I mm-hmm. tend to enjoy animated things more than I enjoy live action things. Mm-hmm. I think I'm more picky with live action things. And like right now. I couldn't imagine Dilbert live action or, <laughs> you know, um, oh gosh darn it, what's his name? Oh, well, it gives away who I'm going to talk about when I say his last name. So Angus Oblong. Oh. He actually is the creator of the Oblongs, That's right? That's funny. And then my personal favorite, which, you know, just has me as a basic bitch when I say it. Um, it well, I'm just honest, is Bill Watterson. And that's uh, Calvin and Hobbes. So I, I don't know who that oh is. Oh, man. Oh, oh, that's right. Tabby broke. So Calvin and Hobbes is a comic book. And it's an amazing comic book. And, of course, Tabby broke it, ripped it up, destroyed it. So, yeah, it's hard to get your hands on them anymore. So, but they're, they're it literally was the best. So, okay. And then our last day, mm-hmm. and we'll kind of zoom through it because we're running out of time, Meh. is National <laughs> Hoagie Day. It may go oh, yeah. by many names, but on May 5th, National Hoagie Day celebrates a hero of a sandwich. Besides a hero, the hoagie goes by several other uh, aliases. The sub, grinder, Italian, torpedo, or baguette are just a few of its many names. Some of those names give a hint as to sh- how we make a hoagie, too. We cut a long Italian roll or French bread lengthwise and fill it with various meats, cheeses, vegetables, seasonings, and sauces. Pile it high with your own combination of fillings and enjoy it either hot or cold. In 1953, Italians working at the World War I-era shipyard in Philadelphia, known as Hog Island, packed their lunch to work every day. They introduced the sandwich by putting different meats, cheeses, and lettuce between two slices of bread. It was referred to as the Hog Island Sandwich, sandwich mm-hmm. which they later shortened to the Hoagie. A different explanation is offered by the Philadelphia Almanac and Citizen's Manual. They believe early 20th century street vendors called Hokey Pokey Men created the sandwich. Yet another theory is that the word hoagie arose in the late 19th to early 20th century among the Italian community in South Philadelphia. The phrase on the hoke was used as slang to describe the uh, destitute person. Deli owners gave away scraps of meat and cheese on an Italian roll known as a hoagie. However, Italian immigrants pronounced it hoagie. In 1992, former Philadelphia mayor and later Pennsylvania governor Ed Rendell declared the hoagie the official sandwich of Philadelphia. So to observe National Hoagie Day, oh, you can celebrate this day in so many days. Pick up a party-sized hoagie for the office. Experiment with your stack. Mix and match your fixings for the perfect hoagie. Mayo, mustard, sriracha, avocado, barbecue, aioli, hummus. What's your spread? Swap out your hoagie bun for a pretzel bun and ho- or host a hoagie challenge. Who made it best? No matter how you celebrate, share your favorite creations on social media. So can I just say it? What? Hoagies, the definition of hoagie, hoagies are not hot. They are cold sandwiches and they are hard breads, generally stale breads, which would actually go into your second theory that you were, you were reading about talking about the fact they were given to destitute because day old bread was constantly a harder bread, but it was utilized for blue collar workers because they realized that stale bread that was harder on the outside would actually last longer throughout the day. And so we weren't going to have a soggy mess where if you go take a Subway sandwich, go take your Subway sandwich, have it made normally, which is a submarine sandwich, and you go have that made and it has submarine sauce on it, which is your oil of vinegar, salt, pepper, and seasonings, and you go put that thing in the refrigerator and you put it in there for one day, what's the sandwich you end up with the next day? Soggy Soggy. ass mess. You know what I know we like? I know we like hoagies better. You know why? Because we like Jersey Mike's. Jersey Mike's is more the definition of hoagies, although you get yours hot, so not by definition. Yeah, and I also tend to get wraps more than sandwiches a lot of times. Anyways. But I'm just, I'm weird. Yeah. (laughs) 
With that said, don't forget to hit that follow button on whatever you're listening from. Like our podcast page on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter. You can find all of that in our link tree in the description. And be sure to give our website a visit. And that would be www.stupidpodcastoneverything.com. Thank you for everybody who's been going there. Hopefully we'll see you this afternoon. We have a very big free-for-all where I'm going to be screaming and yelling a lot more today. So anyways, hope to see you then. Peace out with your peace out. Bye.